0: is a partner, parent, ex, sibling, child, or co-worker causing you to second-guess yourself? That can be crazy-making. I'm here to help you save your sanity, so let's get down to it and figure some things out now. Stay tuned. Hello, I'm Dr. Rupert Shaler. Are you hooked on hope that a hijackal will change? That a relentlessly difficult person, maybe one with narcissistic tendencies, is suddenly going to change their stripes? If you're hooked on hope, this is the episode for you to really look deeply into how that happened, what that means, and what it means for your future. There's always something to learn, so if you're new here, welcome, and if you're returning, I'm glad you are because that means you found value before, and that's what I tend to do in every episode, is to help you find value for dealing with the relentlessly difficult people in our world, and particularly in your world. So I use the phrase a lot, hooked on hope, because that's what happens when we're in a relationship with a hijackal. And it happens very organically. You know, why are we hooked? Well, we got into the relationship by being love-bombed mostly, by having someone Really listen intently to what would make us happy, what our fears are, what our concerns are. You know, in that falling in love kind of stage when you have those deep, meaningful talks and you talk about your previous relationships and your childhood traumas or your childhood dramas and you think that you're going deeper and deeper and deeper. Well, you don't know that you're being love-bombed by a hijackal, so you give them all the information thinking that you're actually giving them insights into getting to know you and falling more deeply in love. So you're all in. This is a good thing. Someone wants to listen to you. Someone is interested in you. Someone remembers things. Someone does nice things for you. They take you places, bring you things, treat you well, and... You just think you have found the perfect mate. And for a while you have. But once you decide to make it permanent or to have it feel as though the deal's kind of sealed, you've moved in together, you've maybe gotten married, maybe you're having a baby, then the love bombing is discontinued, maybe all at once. I've had more than one client tell me that after the wedding reception, everything changed right on the wedding night. Or maybe it changed slowly and they were less interested and they were less tolerant and they were a little rageful or a little demeaning or or dismissive. But the love-bombing was what you loved and you're hoping that's where the hope comes in, that if that person, that hijackal, really realizes how you love them, what lengths you're willing to go to show that you love them, that they will relax and they'll think, oh, I'm safe now. This is good. But the making of a hijackal does not allow for them to relax and develop some sense of equality with you. It's not in the programming. So you are actually hooked on the hope that the love bombing was the real deal for the person. And it's really hard to let go of. So that's why I hooked. And why still? Well, there are many reasons for that. Maybe you're addicted to the love. Maybe you're longing for the love. Maybe you like drama. Maybe there's a part of you that likes the story you can tell about it, but maybe it's far, far different than that. Maybe you don't realize you're being emotionally abused. Maybe you don't realize that this is unhealthy. Maybe you had a hijackable parent. And so it all seems somehow familiar to you, and you can't quite put your finger on what's wrong. So there are many reasons many good reasons why you might get hooked on hope and stay there far too long. So in this episode, I want to help you see if you're hooked on hope, how you might change that. Because I'm sorry, but the hijackal is not likely to change. A few people with some hijackal individual behaviors sometimes will change those behaviors. But a dyed-in-the-wool hijackal Not likely to change, doesn't have the wiring to change, doesn't have the latitude to change, doesn't have the interest to change, doesn't have the willingness to change. So you are hooked on hope for a change that's not going to occur. And this is important. So, I hope that you will switch from being hooked on the hope that the hijacker will change, that you will get hooked on hope that you will change and that you deserve to live in a relationship that is not emotionally abusive or dismissive. And where we want the hope to be is that you will. Raise up your probably emotionally exhausted self. Have a look at these things I'm talking about and in many of the episodes and say, that's not good enough for me. That's not acceptable to me. It's not an acceptable model for my children and it's definitely not okay for me. And that takes a lot of intestinal fortitude. It takes strength. It takes bravery. It takes insight. You don't want to be wrong. Nobody wants to be wrong. But if we're kind of addicted, then we have to think about what that means. Because that's the meaning of hooked on, right? We don't want to do without it. So we don't want to do without our hope. But we want to shift it away from hope. hooked on hope or addicted to hope that the hijack will change to becoming focused, hooked, and addicted on that we will continue to evolve, that we will continue to learn, that we will strengthen our own self-esteem, our self-concept, our self-confidence in order to establish those three things that I talk about in episode 115. Equality, reciprocity and mutuality the three must-haves of a healthy adult relationship and if you don't think you've experienced a healthy adult relationship or seen one in action go to emergingempower.com and grab my ebook it's just a small ebook a small charge there and and um, purchase the one called creating healthy love So you really have a concept of what healthy love is. You know, in my life, I had two hijackal parents. Did I have an idea of what healthy love was as a child? I had no model for it. Of course, I married a hijackal. Now, fortunately, I said no to it quite soon, but I did it, and most people will if you come from a hijackal family. That's what will happen. But it's important for us to recognize that we can change. We can see these behaviors and say no to them. This will not happen any longer on my watch in my life. I will not have that happen. I will remove that addiction. And hope, you know, is kind of an interesting thing. The Merriam-Webster Dictionary says it's to cherish a desire with anticipation. To want something to happen. And the Oxford Dictionary says it's a feeling of expectation and desire for that certain thing to happen. And we're hooked on hope that the hijackal will change. We're hooked on hope that the hijackal will value us. We're hooked on hope that the hijackal will feel they can relax because they are loved and trust us. But hijackles don't trust themselves. If you don't trust yourself, you can't trust another person. If you don't love yourself, it's hard to love another person because it will turn into dependency or codependency. And those are truisms. In the same way, you can't give a gift you don't have. I may really want to give you this pen, (laughs) this pen, but if it doesn't, if it doesn't, It isn't part of something that I can't have and hold in my hand. I can't give it to you. I may want to, but I can't give it to you. And so that's how that works out. They don't have it to give to you. So you can hope for it all you want, but you can't get it. And that's a big deal. It's a really big deal because you will keep doing things. You will go the extra mile. You'll give the benefit of the doubt. You'll live them with some wiggle room. And that's what civil people do. That's what kind people do. That's what compassionate people do. All of those things are good. But hijackles don't work that way. Hijackles have some basic premises. Like get as much as you can by giving as little. Well, if that's the operating principle, which it is, then are you going to be able to change anything by giving and giving and giving? No, they're just happily saying, got me a live one here, and they keep taking and taking and taking. And that doesn't feel good. I know it doesn't feel good. And I know that perhaps as you listen to me say those words, you have that feeling of, no, I keep hoping and hoping and hoping, and my hopes are dashed and dashed and dashed. And that's what will happen. Because we're kind of in a stalled position. There is not going to be those three things. There is never going to be equality when you're in a relationship with a hijackle. There is never going to be reciprocity because they're always keeping a scorecard and they always have to win. And there isn't going to be mutuality because mutuality means I have to really care about knowing you. About knowing what's important to you, what your values are, what your hopes and dreams are, with the purpose of supporting you to get there. That's not going to happen with somebody whose operating principle is get as much as possible by giving as little. It's just not going to happen. So sometimes we just have to wake up and smell the herbal tea, right? You just have to do that. You have to say... I am running after something that is not available. It's just not available. And I keep hoping. And you've heard me say on other episodes, what happens when you get so starved for love and affection and fairness and compassion and empathy and civility and you know all of those things, when you get so starved for those things, when you get a tiny bit of one of those things, a little tiny breadcrumb, and you're so hungry, it feels like a feast. So you start making do with less and less and less. And then you start thinking that that tiny breadcrumb is all you deserve. But you're hooked on hope that at one point, you will get More breadcrumbs. They will finally feel that you deserve to have a meal. No, they're in the business of withholding things from you so they can have more. And you're hoping that they are going to want to give you more. Do you see why that's just not going to happen? Why that's really sad and it's not going to happen? Because they don't think the way you do. They don't expect the way you do. They don't have the desires the way you do. They don't have the understanding that there is a way that we can cooperate and collaborate and everybody can receive. And then we would have equality, reciprocity, and mutuality, right? They don't understand that. That is not an equation that is in their math book. So we really have to get that, not just above our nose so we can talk about it, but allow it to get right down to our toes, that we integrate that. I am waiting for something that is purposefully being withheld from me so that another person can feel that they have power over me. You have to really let that sink in because it's not the way you work, right? Right. And so you have to really realize that that's the way they work. They really do. I know. It can't be people like that, right? Well, there are, and in increasing numbers. So we want to wake up and smell that herbal tea and say, ah, okay, I am waiting for something that's never going to happen. I'm hooked on hope that a hijackal will all of a sudden change and develop an abiding love, and an ability to develop equality. They don't have the basic ingredients. It's not part of their mix. It's not going to happen. So a couple of weeks ago, and previously, I did an episode on future faking. And it occurred to me as I was preparing for this episode, that when you get hooked on hope, the hijackable will change. You're actually in a sense, future faking yourself because you seem to keep believing that one day, someday, someday soon, it's going to change. And you're buying into your own future faking. Now I know that might be a moment when you just roll your eyes and can't believe the evidential understanding of that. But it's true, isn't it? That you're telling yourself a story of how things are one day going to be different. And you may even have the idea that if you only change, if you only do better, if you're, if you don't nag, if you're more patient, if you ask for less, you know, you can make yourself into a total pretzel and then eventually become a doormat, then they'll change. No, you'll change. You'll be a pretzel and a doormat, and they will still be the same. And they will have less respect for you because they were able to make you into a doormat and a pretzel. That's where the change is going to occur, not in them. I know it's disappointing. I know it's hard to get your head around because you're hopeful for people. You're hopeful that things will get better. You may have a positive outlook. But in this case, that positive outlook is misguided. It is not going to happen. Why don't you give it up? Well, there's lots of good reasons. You were love-bombed. You believed that was the person. And you're hooked on hope waiting for that person, that one that you fell in love with, to come back. And as I said a minute ago, you think if you change, if you change your approach, if you ask for less, if you give more, you do all of that, there will be some equation shift. There won't. They will just see that they can demand more and more and more, and you will be pretty soon flat out in doormat shape. Or maybe you think that. You don't want to have chosen someone who is emotionally abusive. It kind of makes you feel like your picker was off, right? And you don't want to admit that. You know, I've had clients who have said that, you know, I hung in there because I didn't want to be wrong. And I hung in for 20 years not wanting to be wrong. And where did those 20 years go? And Where did this education that I got did, I may have needed it, but... I didn't want to gain it by giving away 20 years of my life. So if you're listening to this and you realize that you're hooked on hope, you maybe want to make some changes. And if you want to talk directly to me one-on-one, there's a new client one-time opportunity, a full hour with me, for only $97 at beaclient.com, beaclient.com. And we can talk about whatever you want to talk with. And we'll find out if we'd like to work together. I always like to talk to people in that introductory session to make sure I can help you and to make sure you're comfortable with our relationship. That's there for you. And if you like to be part of the Emerging Empowered Membership group, Program with group ask me anything calls with me. You can go to joinintoday.com and become part of the emerging empowered community. Joinintoday.com. Now, another reason you might stay with a hijackle is that you, you somehow recorded in your mind and in your body or in your upbringing that leaving a relationship is a failure. Or leaving a marriage is a failure. You didn't marry the hijackal. You married the person you thought they were, that they presented themselves as, and that was your choice. But when they unmask, that is not what you were hoping for. That is not who you married or who you moved in with or who you had a baby with. It isn't. Now, what I'm talking about here I'm Hooked on Hope, I'm giving you examples from romantic relationships. But you might be hooked on hope your mother or father will change, or a sibling will change, or an adult child will change, or the spouse of an adult child will change. All of these things apply to them, maybe not in the romantic context, but still you're hooked on hope that a hijackle will change, and they won't. Sure, for a hot minute, they'll pretend that they changed. You know, they'll say things like, "Oh, well, I went to church and I, I have, I, I'm changed," or "I went to counseling and I'm changed." And when you really dig down in there and find out what kind of counseling they did, you find that maybe they went once, but they can say, "I went." You know, they lie. <laughs> I think you're probably very familiar if you're listening to Save Your Sanity podcast that they lie and they lie readily about anything in order to win, in order to be right in the moment. So it's not a surprise that they lie. And when you recognize that the person, the idea of the person that you married is not the person you married, it's not a failure, it's a learning It's painful, it's intense, it's difficult, sometimes difficult to move away from. But it is a learning, and a a learning that will stand you in good stead moving forward as long as you do your work once you get out of it. You know what happens if you don't do some intense work when you get out of it? You get sucked in by another one. And that is so super disappointing. To find yourself seeing this bright, shiny, love-bombing creature. And you think, ah, oh, finally. And because you haven't done your work, you forget to look at the red flags waving brightly. Or maybe even just sort of pale pink ones ready to deepen their hue. That's why you need to do your work. Why you need help getting away from a hijackle, So that you're strengthening yourself to emerge empowered When you do do it, it's so important. You know, the only constant thing in life that's always there is change. Hijackles don't change, but you can. And that's the takeaway from this episode. Stop hoping the hijackle will change. Put your energy and effort into yourself into the changes that you may be hearing in this episode or other episodes that I need to recognize that. I need to look at this relationship differently. I need to go in a different direction. I need to bring the attention back to myself rather than being on pleasing the hijackal. Who am I? Have I lost myself being with a hijackal? Because that is so easy to do. You abandon yourself. In order to please the hijackal. Because then you think you'll get what you're longing for. But now you see that you won't. You're hoping on the hope that you'll get the love you're longing for. And they are absolutely dedicated to withholding that. And they will not allow you to achieve that. They don't have love to give you at nearly the pace that they have uses for you. I know it's sad to think you're being used by a hijackal. But how many times do I hear stories about hijackals who want their partners to go out and keep them in the style that they'd like to be accustomed because they don't think that they need to work. They can just be demanding. If any of this sounds familiar, let's work together. Go to Emerging Empowered and find out all the ways that you can. And if you enjoy this podcast, please consider supporting it in some small way. Go to patreon.com slash saviorsanity. Patreon.com slash save your sanity, make a one-time donation or a small monthly donation to support the work. And I'm ever grateful that you do. When you're at emerging look at the free checklists. They're they're there for you to help you figure things out. Sign up for the newsletter, comes once a week, tells you everything that's new and wonderful in the last couple of weeks, and keeps you on top of what I'm up to, and where you can hear me, or join in and do things with me, or upcoming programs. It's all there for you at Emerging Empower. So when you've recognized that you are hooked on hope, that a hijackle is going to change, Please just turn the focus back on yourself and say, I need to change my attitudes, change my expectations, change my focus. They're not going to change, but I can. Until we talk again, please treat yourself very well and take care of yourself because you're precious and you matter. Talk soon. Thank you for joining me on the Savior Sanity podcast today.